Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to New Head Podcast, where we learn to live in the present moment and navigate life together. How are you doing, breathers? That's my name for all of you who are taking time to breathe and be in the present moment. Today, we are talking about all things chocolate, wine, and creative mindfulness. My guest today is... Danson Sit from the Wadera Chocolate Club. Right. Yes. And we will be talking with Danson about creative mindfulness. But Danson, before we begin, yep. let's take a moment to fully arrive okay. by just taking time to breathe in and out. And that helps us fully arrive and be in this present moment. So we will breathe in through the nose to a count of five, hold to a count of two, and then breathe out slowly to a count of five. And we will do that three times. Will you join me? I'll join you. All right. So let's breathe in. Hold. Breathe out slowly. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out slowly. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out slowly. And now let your breathing return to its normal rhythm. Breathing in and out. Not controlling your breathing, just letting it be. And when you're ready, come back to this present moment. Thank you. Thank you. Relaxing. Relaxing, yeah. isn't it? Relaxing, yeah. How was it? Danson, I'm so thrilled that you could make time. You know how much I've been stalking you on Instagram, wanting to interview you. Um, one question I always start with when talking to my guests is just finding out how was 2020 for you? What were some of the lessons you learned or what are some of the lessons you're learning? First of all, is to thank you for inviting me to this uh, podcast. Mm. Um, I was really looking forward to it, so thanks again. Mm. So uh, last year was quite uh, disruptive, I guess, for everyone, I guess, huh? and mm. especially if you're an entrepreneur or something like that. Huh? Mm. But for me, the main lesson for me was like any, everything is changing, okay? It doesn't matter uh, as much as we'd like to hold on to, like, say, a moment. Mm. Uh, everything is changing, and I had to rise up to that moment that uh, have to adapt what's happening right now. Mm. So the biggest lesson was change. And when we come to this, you know, to this year, yep. you know, you are founder of Waidera Chocolate Club. I have never heard of a chocolate club in, in Kenya. Yeah. Please tell us what, what led you to find this chocolate club? Yeah. What is it about? Okay, fine. So the Waidera Chocolate Club, ideally it's uh, a diverse multicultural group of individuals 
drawn through curiosity, creative energy, and entrepreneurial zeal. Okay? Uh, we also chocolate enthusiasts who meet up to share our savory experiences with chocolates and mm-hmm. wine. So that's how we define ourselves. So uh, I do run an e-commerce website, or rather like a, uh, a gifting platform that sells artisanal chocolates. So that has been running for the last uh, eight years. I love it. I must say, it's a wonderful website. If one wants to order fine chocolate, great flowers, it's really well done. Exactly. Thanks. Mm. So uh, two years ago, I I personally got tired being a techie and just staying behind the computer. And I felt the need of looking for for people who relate to my type of vibe, my quality Mm. vibe. Mm. So I thought the existing group were either too expensive to join, let's say the, the clubs, well, they're not, they're a bit, uh, let's say, cliche. Right. Okay. So uh, I thought, okay, fine. Why don't I curate something and draw people of the same vibe? And that was the inspiration of the Why There Are Chocolate Club. Hmm. Okay. So basically to draw in people that we're drawn into the same uh, values. And our commonality is, like I said, curiosity. Right. Okay? Curiosity. Right. More than economics or geographical differences, right. which sort of like, set the threshold for other clubs, okay? So that was the motivation. So mm. it's been the last two years, which is basically a group of, let's say it's, it's very mashed up. It, it entails professionals, uh, artists, you know, mm. uh, and we meet up quarterly to more, more or less share uh, our experience with right. chocolate and wine and also uh, give platforms to discuss very unique topics uh, in our events. What I like about, you know, that is the curiosity because yeah. mindfulness as a practitioner for me yeah. really brings out the curiosity. Yeah. You don't do things just yes. the same way, but yes. you're always curious about how will this go? What has surprised you most in your meetings in this club, you know, from your membership? What has been the most surprising thing? Uh, being able to accommodate like a disruptive thinking. Mm. Okay being able to disrupt uh, disruptive thinking in all areas. Like I've said, even in business, even uh, as an artist, because a lot of opportunities in terms of, uh, that were existing before, they're like very predictable, you know, mm. and we felt there's a lot of cliche happening. And even just to, to, to provide an opportunity to draw in people who are willing to take risks. Right. Okay. Uh, so for us was that an opportunity for us to deeply uh, immerse ourselves in this space. And of course, which better than do it over chocolates and artisanal chocolates, I mean, and and wine, you know? Right. We were talking just before we started and you're talking about, I was asking you, why chocolate? You know, we don't grow cocoa in Kenya or you don't grow cacao in Kenya. Share with us what led you to this journey of chocolate and the chocolate club (laughs) and how it has been and teach us more about chocolatiers. Okay. Um, so it's interesting. So initially the website was just selling normal gifting items, flowers, and just some random items basically. And I felt, okay, fine. Anyone can do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's once I was at a mall and I went and found like a, a very uh, fancy shop that looked like a jewelry shop uh, only to find out that it was selling artisanal chocolates. And the first instinct I got there, because I, I, don't, I, I don't say that I like chocolate per se. I'm not like a You really, don't? By the time, oh, by the time. Right. Because that was my first interaction with artisanal chocolates. So 
the level of detail and excellence in terms of how the chocolates were being displayed, mm. uh, uh, the shop really got me thinking. And I felt at the shop, I felt the possibilities, like there was such an, a nice vibe to it. And being uh, someone coming from the creative space, mm-hmm. I could relate to that also, like on the possibilities. Right. Okay? Right. Uh, the perceived value, you know, the perception. So those are the key things that I felt when I was at the shop. And I felt, okay, fine. If I was to sell these items on my website, not only would I be providing something uh, of value and exclusive, uh, it also pro- provided for me an opportunity to, as a creative to just expand my mind wildly without having any restrictions, basically, mm. because of what chocolate represents. You know? So for me, that was it. The inspiration was purely how it made me feel. And that was before even I tried the artisanal chocolate. Before then, I couldn't tell you what's the difference between. So it was just the whole experience the of being in the yes. in the shop, and you're like, and, "This yes. is amazing." And the possibilities, basically, mm. because at the shop I could feel like I'm in France. Uh, so we're like, what other items can make me feel like this? So for me, that was very important. And being in the marketing space, uh, I always feel uh, the possibilities is one of the things that you have to push. Mm. Basically, so I felt this is it. I feel. I can sell the promise here. Mm. So that was why I said, let me start uh, trying to sell it. Two years, no sales. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was very foreign, you know? Right. It was very foreign. I, and I like, can imagine. Yeah, but I never gave up. Actually, it just pushed me further to be more creative. Mm. What will it take? So over the years, I was able to visualize and live it, basically. And also get to interact with the chocolatier and the chocolate at a personal level. Right. And also read into it, you know, there's no chocolate schools locally. So most of my references were from European uh, inspirations. Uh, But the last two years, I was confident enough that uh, I think I can talk only about chocolates. Yeah, that's where we are right now. So um, talk to us about the possibilities. I think most people just look at chocolate and don't know about the possibilities there are when you look at this chocolate. So what does... what what are the possibilities? What does that world open up to us? Okay. Yeah. Specifically, when I'm talking about chocolate, I'm talking about artisanal chocolate because right. that's where the possibilities are, the journey, basically. Mm. Uh, what is involved before you get that dessert? Okay. So for mm. me, uh, I like the philosophy of chocolate making also, artisanal chocolate. And I could feel I could apply this in so, mother, so many other areas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, the level of excellence that is involved in mm. the chocolate making process. Right. So that for me is what I could pick as an attribute. And I mm. felt I can apply this in so many other areas mm. as a professional, basically. So for me, I, I, at a personal level, I see the possibility as that. Okay, it, uh, It's very subjective. Any, someone else feels chocolate might be bougie or whatever. But for me, it's the possibilities uh, that uh, I was able to draw from the process. And, and talk to us about this event, because I know I was looking forward to the Creative yeah. Yeah. Mindfulness event. Yeah before the third lockdown happened. So tell us more about the event so we know what to expect at the next event. Yes, uh, unfortunately, to the lockdown, we had to to, uh, pause it down. But interestingly, uh, one of the themes of our events is chocolate meditation. Whoa, I love that. So chocolate meditation is a form of mindfulness. Yes. Where we learn how to create a mental shift Mm. savoring oral pleasures by mindfully taking small bites. Mm. So essentially, we achieve this through a full sensory experience, Mm. enjoying a piece of chocolate. So 
when you told me actually we're going to talk about creative mindfulness, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, as a creative and as a mindfulness student, yeah, I could intimately relate since most of us at some point in our lives have been immersed so much in a creative process or activity. Right. Right. But we've lost track of time. You know, and this happens because creative activities ease us into a process of focus. Exactly. Right? Concentration, yes. absorption, and flow, which are still the same state we are in when you're practicing what? Meditation. Right. You see? So by this right. definition, photography, painting, coding, including right. chocolate making, I can say they're naturally mindful. Right. Exactly. Because yes. you get lost in exactly. it when you're involved in the you, process. You get lost in it. And, and sometimes I, I define it as, as a holistic experience that you mm. feel when you act with total involvement. So, and to give this context on a day-to-day basis, mm. so talking about craft chocolate from an African perspective mm-hmm. has always been an emotional experience for me. Yeah. So for most people, chocolate is just synonymous with indulgence, you know, a right. rich treat. Rich, exactly. You know, yeah. But we, for the millions of small-scale farmers in West Africa who grow most of the world's cocoa, mm. it's a synonym for destitution, you know, poverty. So I always think, I mean, how can an export-driven natural resource that generates tons of revenue of mm. government eh? at the same time lead paradoxically in the economic stagnation mm. and in some cases political instability. Mm. So every time for us, as the Waidera Chocolate Club, when you meet up, it's an appreciation and a celebration of the process. Right, the right. Process, the bean-to-bar process of chocolate making. You know? Do you choose which side? Do you choose where your coffee comes from? Like, has it been, you know, is it through the right... Um, channels, is it being produced well? Yes. Are the farmers well remunerated? Exactly, because you see, uh, like I said, uh, the whole point is appreciating the process because we get to fully understand what it takes before the dessert gets on your plate. Right. And most of the chocolatiers, uh, like the ones who sell from, they, they source their beans from West Africa specifically. Okay. You know? mm. And this is very interesting that I've brought up the chocolate here. Uh, this is someone who uses chocolate as his canvas mm. to express his personality in form of flavor and character. You know, you and I can experience it. And even to push it further, the chocolate making can be quite a complex and an expensive process. Mm. Each and every step has to be almost perfect as he dictates. If you're going to end up with something scrumptious or something quite distasteful. And to some extent, I always tell guys, this process can be defined as an ephemeral occupation. Mm. And that in spite of the complexities involved in the making, the final product is ultimately judged from a point of if it's good or bad chocolate. So uh, as a creative and a chocolate lover, this leads me to wonder if the most valuable takeaway from this endeavor mm. is the process over the product. So the process is constant here. When you meet, what makes the difference between craft chocolate and compound or industrial chocolate mm. is the process. Mm. So that's very, con- and it's the same thing about creative mindfulness. Mm. It, it's basically appreciating the process, you know, right. and just entirely focusing on the goal or end result, mm. you know. And this, this is the same case with art when people try to shrink art mm. entirely into a price point, right, and they leave out the process. So in our event uh, that uh, we had to cancel it the last minute, mm. we had already invited a few artists to talk about the process. Right. And right now with the NFTs coming up, uh, we feel uh, it's a challenge. NFTs have challenged that bit because now it's a price point. It's how much that piece can, can right. fetch. Mm-hmm. See, uh, And so what happens with the process? Mm. 
what happens to the process? It has to be appreciated, basically. You know? So the uh, event yeah. was predominantly just to create awareness of that. Mm. You know, and uh, we had different people from different, uh, different areas of wellness. There's right. yoga, there's holistic healing, right. which are all in the same space of uh, wellness. And, and then us, we're talking about... Uh, chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate uh, mindfulness. Okay? Right. Because depending on the context, you can apply it uh, uh, where it seems fit for you. Yeah. Okay? And if you ask me also, like chocolate mindfulness is, in itself is an activity that uh, it's enjoyable, mm. it's pleasurable, and uh, it's, it's intrinsically motivating. Okay? As a creative, when we act from a point of, uh, when we direct, rather, when we direct our creative optimum, rather, mm. Okay, in, it, in whatever you're working on, we achieve some level of mastery. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so this was, uh, it was something dear to us. And mm. I'm, most of the time I'm at the village market, there are quite a lot of art galleries there. Uh, so at a personal level, I could relate. And I think a lot of them also uh, had a challenge of expressing the, themselves past, uh, let's say, the traditional ways of expressing. So the event was also to talk about uh, unique ways to basically create conversation around art. You see, because, I mean, we're having a chocolate event, but the theme is creative mindfulness. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you missed it up, but we were, we were going to line up different uh, types of art, different mediums that day, so that we immerse... So it was going to be just a whole experience. Yes, in a very nice restaurant inspired right. by some Greece, uh, guys from Greece. Mm. So it was a fully immersive experience. Mm. However, it's about the people still. Mm. You know, it's about the people. So that was it, uh, creative mindfulness. And right. uh, uh, it's something that we are going to do it later this year. Right. Uh, only there'll be a bit, uh, bit of a twist. Uh, we are going to integrate uh, AR and VR. Uh, oh, that's going to be... Yeah, yeah. Because we just thought technology, yeah, then you do. Yeah, yeah, technology you and art should coexist. Because we felt, okay, fine, we can talk about art, but I mean, the... The world is moving still, mm. regardless of you're talking about NFTs. So we also should talk about the opportunities that uh, mm. local artists have right. to showcase their art in, uh, in the modern day yeah. world. Yeah? So yeah, we're going to have like something. a tribal art exhibition coming up. Mm. Actually, that's my collection because these items, I'm going to handpick them. We're going to work with a few artists and uh, we're going to argument them with uh, the technical team. Uh, so do an AR sort an of AR, thing of exactly, augmented yeah, reality. So that it, it's, it's practical. Mm. It's practical and uh, it's holistic. Right. You know? So it's, it's what we're looking for. It's possibly going to be in August because uh, there's a lot of development going behind the scene. Uh, but ex essentially that's it. Uh, to, to generate conversation around mindfulness in different themes also. Yes. Um, I'm going to come back to the idea of process, you yes. know, later, because yeah. I think that that's such an important yeah. part. Yeah. But talk to us about there's the chocolate and the wine, yeah. and I see you do a lot of pairing yeah. events. Yeah. How, does, how does that work for you? Because it's for, for, for the members. Okay. But again, there's, I sense that there's a, a lot of mindfulness because it's, Pairing these and savoring, and yeah. there's a lot of taste and practice. Yeah. Tell us what are some of the, you know, um, some of the events you've had and what you hope to get from, from these this. pairing events. Okay. So in total, we have had, since the time we launched, I think 10 events. Okay. Uh, 
uh, a few are open, like anyone could just join. Mm. And then over, over the years, uh, our membership is exclusive. Um, however, uh, mindfulness is very key. It's a, wellness is, very, is a key, key theme in our events, okay. literally. And you see, when we, when, when we mindfully engage with our food, mm. the numerous health benefits that will occur. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Uh, you I don't mean, eat as much, exactly. first of all. You know? <laughs> and, and what better way for me to introduce this than through a full sensory experience, enjoying right. a piece of chocolate. Because right. when you're doing mind, uh, chocolate meditation, I, I essentially you're using our senses during savory, yeah. which is like, if you, if you don't pick a piece of chocolate, uh, depending on the type of mindfulness you practice, mm. you can self-direct uh, your breathing. But right. the chocolate was interesting because uh, we, the last event we did it in a spa, a wellness spa. So we wanted to immerse right. everything and see what was the reaction, basically. Mm. So ideally, we served uh, chocolate, like dark chocolate specifically. Mm. Okay, uh, I mean, ideally, that's the best chocolate to, the most healthiest, rather, uh, that we normally use for, for any of our events. Of course, we, we try the other chocolates, but dark chocolate goes up there. Right. Well, it has less calories. I mean, it, yes. I mean, it, when, I mean it's, it's just amazing. Mm. And, uh, and again, for artisanal chocolate, people have the wrong misconception. It's bittersweet. So mm, I right. always meet people like, no, dark chocolate's bad. It's like, have you tried artisanal chocolates? Yeah. And I'm not trying to say all artisanal chocolates is good. Yeah, yeah. but you need to have a yes. okay. That's why we like, for the membership, it's not just local chocolatiers. Sometimes mm. we import some chocolate from some of the chocolatiers globally who are doing really nice uh, stuff so that we have like a holistic experience right. of uh, artisanal chocolates. We don't say that we, uh, compound chocolate is bad. It's still chocolate, but we just, Try to emphasize of yeah. uh, what is fully artisan. So you're training someone the palate to know what is the difference. Exactly. Isn't what, it? What, exactly. How do you serve a chocolate? Mm. Mm. Fortunately, chocolate and wine just they match. Yeah, the best you know, friends yeah. ever. I know. That's why I love your yeah, events. Yeah. But tell us, how does one become um, a member? A member. Yeah. So normally, uh, there's an application process online. Uh, for membership. Does it take like six months to be to no, be, no, no. to be approved like in most no, clubs? No, no. Uh, most of the time, it's uh, a personal referral. Okay. But someone can just apply. Okay. There's a bunch of questions just to see if also you're a match for the club. Okay. Because if you just want chocolates, I don't think you just need to be a member. Okay. Uh, we look for the membership. It's people who are willing to identify with the community. Mm -hmm. That's why the membership is there. Okay. Uh, so if you want a one-off thing, we mm -hmm. can, normally we post on our website when the next open event is. And you can definitely just get a ticket. And that's at your website. Is that, yes. is that is everything website. on your website? Yes. Okay. yes. On our website, there's an events uh, page. Okay. So uh, you can see what are, what events are open, which ones are exclusive, but exclusive for the members, basically. Right. Uh, so ideally, that's it. There's a membership uh, procedure, application online, and then you apply. And then uh, we have a team that approves. Okay. Uh, the, of course, there's a subscription amount. And then... Uh, so is the subscription amount a one-off? And then you renew like, yes, like with annual. clubs and then yes. annual and then you renew yes, um, yes. at the same rate or you have a one-off and then the renewal is less? It's a, it's a, actually, it's, it's, it increases every year. Okay. Yeah, depending on the themes and the locations where we intend to have right. our events. Eh? Right. But it's, it's, it's a one-off. Uh, and then you don't pay for anything during that year? You don't pay anything. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's quite reasonable. Yeah, yeah. 
basically if you're a member what if you're having a, let's say if you're joining as a spouse it's it's discounted to some right. extent right uh, but yes uh, for people who really want to to work uh, in this artisanal journey besides that just be in the wellness space mm. uh, so ideally it, it's a perfect match for, right yes let's talk let's come back to the idea of process versus end product because you're yeah. talking about it's so important to understand the process yeah. and a lot of times we sort of look at the end product we yeah. forget about the process yeah. and sort of apply it to your life you yeah. know as a te- uh, you know someone in tech yeah. and this journey you've been how has the process been for you you know we are not yet at the end product yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. been a journey of 13 years yes yes of having wedera.co.ke yeah, yeah. talk to us about the process what are some of the lessons you've learned that have made danson who he is yeah yeah that's quite an interesting question actually uh it's it's it's, it's i think it changes from person to person first of all uh, mm. but there's nothing i've come to appreciate as much as the process mm you know like just uh, appreciating each milestone as you move on mm. okay and also immersing yourselves in those small milestones is extremely important uh, i like that immersing yourself yes, yeah. in those milestones because yes. sometimes yeah. we are in a hurry we don't take time to also appreciate those milestones yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i mean because if you ask me uh, when i started the chocolate i was not really sure that i'm going to attract any person to be interested in this mm. um but right now i mean uh, our membership the exclusive is more than 20 people wow so we don't pass that there's a cap, cap for oh, that oh really so i can't apply no no it depends <laughs> <laughs> it depends it depends because also when you uh, for the membership it all depends if you're so constant mm. uh, some people here for one year right so maybe they fall off maybe for two years they're back so they they want to reactivate the membership right so you always get people who are always there and uh, depending on, maybe they're not in the country so we always get members now and then okay okay mm. and over years over the years we have grown into a point whereby we have now inspired uh, something called the aspire business club i saw that yes. on if you see the, our tabs you, there is the chocolate club on one mm. side aspire which is basically an enterprise tier of the chocolate club this mm-hmm. is entirely entirely for people who uh, who want to meet entirely for for business related because right. over, over over time you get to know oh Dan is a, is a good techie right or oh, Dorothy is, is a mindfulness coach I, I think we we should work on right. something right. so that allows uh, us to push it past the chocolate experience and mm-hmm. make it exclusively also for people who want to make meaningful conversations and uh, collaborations investment in that space right okay so it's called aspire business club we are hopefully going to launch it again also during this uh the next creative mindfulness yes, um, yes. so and that is a byproduct also like the process mm. like over over the years of doing a lot of chocolate we have had an opportunity to interact with a lot of uh, artists mm. uh, experts from a global perspective mm. and it filtered to like okay fine i think why don't we push it it's it, it's members driven that they want right. to say hey, done i think let's now push uh this even further you mm. know the people who want to just enjoy the fine dining experience of the chocolate and wine that's fine but besides that uh we 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 realize that most of us have had a background of professional experience for at least a decade mm. i think the best way to achieve uh, optimum uh 
result for us is if we also work in some few collaborated projects. And that's something that we're doing also with like uh, the coming event, Creative Mindfulness. Mm. Uh, one of the members is, uh, she runs a very nice, uh, she's, an art, she's an art collector uh, from Africa. She had handpicked. Okay. Yes. Mm. You know? Yeah. So uh, it's like, Dan, why don't we mash up something? We, we make it something that uh, propels also our, our own individual uh, professionals and right. uh, we leverage on our strength. But that means that, so even as you're in the process, there must be a certain openness. Yes. Um, how do you keep yourself open to these possibilities in the process? In the process. Mm. I mean, this is interesting. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting question. Uh, what are you asking specifically about uh, career-wise? Or, yes, or, or just in life, being okay. open, because I think that sometimes you're so used to doing things in a certain way to, that if an opportunity opened up, one may not even be ready for it or may not know that, actually, you know, we are doing this. Why don't we have an yeah. Aspire Business Club? Club? It makes sense to do that. Yeah. Or why don't we combine our mindfulness and, and yeah. you know, yeah. because we are so close, we, are, we, are, we don't leave room for openness. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's interesting because uh, for me, I get, I'm a very intense person. Mm. That's one of the reasons I, I, as a mindfulness student, I started studying mindfulness. Okay. Because uh, I used to get overwhelmed, you know. Right. It's too intense. Mm. You know, it's too intense for me to, uh, to slow down, let me say that. Huh? So mindfulness was a very, it was therapeutic for me, first of all. You know, just being able to, with your intensity, uh, being able to slow down, not being able get overwhelmed with mm. everything about you as a creative mm. or as an entrepreneur. Mm. So uh, these are for, for, ideally, if, I don't like cliche. Mm. See, so I, I personally get bored. It's a, it's, it's a strength and a weakness. I get bored very fast also. So, it's uh, a part of your tech self, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> let me move on to yeah. the next big thing. Yeah, exactly. But uh, rather than just uh, see it like as a bad thing per se, I can acknowledge, yeah, I get bored. Right. Uh, it's like in mindfulness. You yes. acknowledge. Okay, you fine. acknowledge, I get exactly. angry quite fast. Right. Name okay. it. Yes. But mm. it's not going to change how I react to things. Mm. So that's the same thing. I, I'm, I'm very mm. spontaneous and I wanted to attract a lot of uh, people who relate to that. Mm. That's why we incorporate the wellness part. Mm. Okay? We, it's very important for us to incorporate that and it allows you to know that uh, in spite of uh, of those, uh, what the noise rather, you can acknowledge the noise. You know, our life is quite hectic right now. Day-to-day -day, uh, activities. Huh? Mm. You, you still have an opportunity of uh, identifying the opportunities in the noise and still choosing what uh, to do, I guess. Yeah, so that's it. Being constant and just uh, not fearing. But I think also that comes with time because when I work with the very, very young mm. tech guys, uh, it's very hard for you to explain the process. You know, cause, right, yeah, they're impatient. They're very impatient. Mm. I tell people before, like my e-commerce platform, I think, made some reasonable milestone. And I think for e-commerce, for it to get milestone is daily organic conversions. Right. Reasonable. It took almost seven to 10 years. Wow. Uh, so I was like, okay, fine. Uh, some people do a website and they think uh, maybe a month or two or one year, it's enough. Like, no, it's not. When I talk about tech, I, I like telling people that tech is past. Uh, yes, it's past the technical details. The human touch is extremely important. Like when we started the Chocolate Club, mm. our e-commerce just 
went way further. Mm. Yes, we had done all the tech stuff, optimizing the site and everything, which is fine enough. It's like a standard. But the human touch was missing. The human touch. So when you go to the chocolate club or when you check the website, I try to sell the experience. When you look at the chocolates, I want you to see like uh, the possibility, the dream. What is Mm. this? Who are these people? Mm. Otherwise, I think anyone can just do a website like mine and put a bunch of chocolates, but they can't match the experience because you have to live it. You have to, it has to be authentic. It has to be real. So, and that takes time. There's no shortcut. Right. So, Going forward, that inspires anything technical I'm working on. Okay, it, it, there has to be some, uh, it has to evoke something. Right, I like yeah. that, yeah. It has, to, it has to evoke something. Yeah. It just can't be like a technical thing that has a disconnect. Mm. I think right now with the, uh, with AR that we're talking about, mm. traditionally AR was very disconnected. Very, it looked very nerdy. Mm. But... Uh, technology is quite advanced. I mean, uh, with AI being used for almost literally everything, educational if, yes, purposes, exactly. the filters if, on every Instagram field. and everything, I felt, right. okay, fine. I'm not so much uh, immersed on the technical detail. I think that one is way ahead. Mm. Okay, so that's not what um, we, are, we are into so much. Right. But the end user experience. Right. Okay, so I want an artist that I'm working with from West Africa, they're going to give me their own masks and they're going to see how technology and art mm. can coexist. Mm. That makes it rel- uh, relevant to me right now. Right. Than just trying to, to give them this jargon about, and they see like, okay, fine, someone in France can be able to argument this event also. Mm. You know? mm. So for us, the experience is very important. It's not just about... Uh, your nerds. So personally, that's why I don't even refer myself so much. Like it's more of on the chocolate space. So I'm a I'm a creative. I'm a disruptive person. Right. I'm, I'm a strategist. Right. So I don't like to put myself as just a tech bringing on a chocolate connoisseur. That's professionally, yes. Right. But I'm so much more. I'm You're an artist. So much more. Yeah. You're an artist. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great way to 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 end this episode. Danson is an artist, a creator. And what he's reminded us is how it's so important that whatever we do evokes something in others. The experience, it's all about experience. What experience are we creating? What experience are we evoking in the work that we do? And with that, please follow me on No Head Podcast on Instagram. And remember not to get too overwhelmed. Be curious. And may whatever you do evoke some wonderful experience in other people who appreciate the work that you do. That's all for now. Bye-bye. Thank you.